We're going to start with a recap in case some of our viewers may not have seen uh, Arc 1, which you should go back and watch. It features shenanigans, Johnny the Wise, some excellent DMing, and a couple of key characters. <clears throat> Long ago in the Northern Kingdoms, four heroes quested in search of a hidden land for a magic book. They set out from the island of the hermit Artelane, who told them that the Book of Dawn could find the lost heir of Galadron, and bring an end to a terrible civil war. But as they set forth from the island, a storm beset them. Their ship heaved and tossed, creaked and snapped. And to make matters worse, just as they were getting a hold of things, a great shadow from the deep loomed beneath their ship. It was Xiva, dragon of the Siolak, and she demanded tribute for passage through her waters. Their guide, a poor old sailor named Gilbert, recognized Xiva as the beast that took his eye long ago. He plunged into the depths, screaming for vengeance, vanishing beneath the water. Outmatched by the dragon, the heroes swore to return to her in thirty days' time with a fantastic treasure, one thousand pieces of gold. The wily adventurers promised to fulfill this debt, all the while planning to get as far from the dragon as possible and never look back. But Xiva was not so easily evaded. As the quest made their way through the forests of Versinget, signs of magical power surrounded them. From her sunken lair, the dragon watched, and when it became clear they had no intention of returning, she sent forth her strongest servant, Gilbert, the sailor, now transformed by the power of the dragon's blood, with a great gemstone embedded in his eye. On a phantom ship he descended, and though in the end Lysha Norwellen felled him, the damage was done. A magical curse was laid on Aaron Vol and Alan O'Dale, compelling them to complete their debt. Now, in the dizzying heights of the Sky Kingdom, the quest has commandeered the rain village of Hrydur, and even now they make their way back to where the quest began, the great fresh waters of the Siolach, where Xiva makes her home. Will they repay their debt, or will they repay the dragon in blood? The debt. Yeah, we'll do that one. <laughs> I mean, that was the plan. So. I think that depends entirely on how angry she is. We killed Gilbert. I I heard a couple. Competing. We we wait a second. <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> I heard that intro. There, there ain't no, no we about we. it. Yeah, you started off trying to kill him. You guys just sucked at it. Lysha <laughs> fragged him with now, a moonbeam, as far as I can if, remember, and then threw a spear it, at him. It was a spear. That in was the a... physics of the world. Yes. Theoretically, if Thoras was to leap from the cloud and use the momentum from that to swing his axe into Siva, hmm? would that do extra damage? Yes. So for every 10 feet you fall, you take 1d6 points of damage upon impact. Terminal velocity means the maximum you can take from this is 20d6 points of damage. If you land hmm. on somebody in the process, then they take some measure of this damage in addition to the blow from your axe. So if you dive bomb Xiva from above, uh, you would take 20d6, and she'd probably take 10d6 plus your weapon damage. Okay, so just knock asking for out. a friend. <laughs> no way. Just, you would be a splatter on the floor. Just asking for a friend. You forget you about my Ziva stone would be skin. one. One... Uh, you... Mush. I don't know, dude. You'd be a splatter, I think. No, no, no. You're forgetting about my Goliath blood. I don't know. Oh, your Goliath blood would be painted all How over the floor when you inevitably your... missed due to the wind. <laughs> uh, I have stones endurance. 
Sure. How does that work again? I also know that stones tend to break apart when falling from great heights as well. <laughs> yeah, uh, they make lovely craters. Uh, um, it, uh, you can, uh, I can shrug off damage by focusing myself inwards. So <laughs> just, just walk it off after meditating. <laughs> I'll just yeah, think yeah, really yeah. hard to avoid yeah. splattering upon yeah, it. Yeah. I think it would work personally. Okay. I, but, but we're not, we're not there yet. I mean, for us, as far as I'm aware, it's not even, he's not even aware that we're going that way. Yeah. I'm just saying, if worse goes to worse, then, yeah. All right. Oh, Lord. Where we actually left off was Alan O'Dell had a very busy night visiting the four leaders of Crydor, convincing them that he was the troubadour of stars, an emissary of Relta. And that it was very important that they travel to the seal lock so that the strangers they picked up could pay off their debt. And only then would they be allowed into the Court of Stars. So, Alan, at the end of all that, you just got back from the Sacred Pool where you met with Quaff and Dekek. And you've blown through almost all your magic, finally getting to do the thing that you're really, really good at. What do you do afterwards? I go the hell to sleep. I'm okay. just going to instantly, I'm, well, I'm going to try and arrange my room so that it looks like I've been, been there all night as well, which for me is just going to sleep. No, so I'm, right. I'm just going to arrange the room. Yeah. No, the, the lights are all off. I'm in bed. Like the, I'm, I'm just done. I'm done. I'm out for the night. Okay. Unseen by sentries or guardians. A small shining object collides with the rain cloud of Crydor. It burrows its way through the rain-fat clouds, leasing, leaving an oozing trail. Oh, we're going to have to fix that. That overlay is not in good shape. We're going to fix that. An oozing trail of water and oil as it passes. At last, it burrows through the clouds into the cliffside chamber where Alan O'Dale is fast asleep. Uh, Alan, roll a perception check with massive, unbelievable disadvantage. Like roll three dice instead of two and take the lowest. Uh, we're not we're not actually gonna do super disadvantage, but do do roll a check with disadvantage. Alright, well my first one is a nat one. <laughs> Brilliant! So I'm not even gonna bother rolling again. Oh I, what if it's a, another natural one? Yeah, well we might as well try it, hadn't we? Well my next one was a fifteen, so no just, we'll keep the nat one, I suppose. Honestly, just because that would be incredible. Uh, all right. When you sudden you are awakened with a start by a cold metal, slightly sharp grasp around your wrist, and when you come to, there is a small humming, clicking object with a tight sh- and it's slightly shimmery and it's leaking a little bit of some oily substance. And it is latched onto your hand. Uh, I'm going to try and pull it off. Okay. Roll a strength check. Okay. Why can't I find strength? Hello. There you are. Oops. I rolled twice. The first one was a 15. We'll take the 15. Um, You almost like you're pulling at it. You're pulling at it. And a, a knife, a razor-sharp blade, protrudes from it. And it echoes with a hollow, a hollow voice. 
Remain silent for the duration of this communication. <laughs> this communication is intended for you alone. It is not intended that others become aware of this communication. Do you understand? And the knife buzzes menacingly. Uh, is this not this? How big is this knife? Um. So if the creature is about yay big, it's probably. Do I is, know that it's a creature? Uh, it's a mechanical object that's talking and is okay. in it. The word All creature right. came to mind, but you know that an object or device may be applicable. It's talking to you. Okay. The knife, I would say, is about as big as your middle finger, and it looks razor sharp, and it's poised in a place to cut your tendons. All right, I'm I'm gonna. I'm going to whisper to it then. Okay. What the fuck do you want? What are you? The Court of Stars is a place of piercing illumination. Oh, Celestial bollocks. light will lay, will lay bare your heart and all oh, its secrets. Bollocks. Do you understand? Oh, bollocks, bollocks, bollocks. I, I'm just going to keep cursing. <laughs> it waits for you to stop. I uh, plead the fifth. We are interested in mutually beneficial negotiation. We are aware of your ultimate destination and objective. We will help you attain it. Are you from the Court of Stars? No. Uh, then who are you? We act what in accordance with the design. Oh, bloody bollocks. Uh, what do you want? We are aware of your ultimate destination. We are interested in mutually beneficial negotiation. We are not prepared to make a firm offer at this time. Any such compact is subject to detection by the Court of Stars. Ah. <sighs> Well, if you're not going to offer anything, and you don't want anything, then why, why are you here? When your business with the Court of Stars is complete, you may resume this communication by invoking our name three times. Well, well what's your name? Anachronous. Anachronous. Okay. What was that again? I will spell it out in Roll20. Okay. <laughs> totally fine. It's it. There's so many made up words. It's difficult um, to keep track of all of them. Like uh, an anachronism. Yes. Uh, so you're just gonna leave us alone until we get to the Court of Stars, and not manacle me with your weird knives until then. Correct. And and, and do I have a choice in this? It seems like you're gonna slice me to pieces if I say no. You require four relics to gain access to your destination. Yes. Yeah, we do. How do you know that? We will provide you with one of them Ooh. if negotiation is successful. Can I tell the others? No. Can I tell the others after we've done with the Court of Stars? No. This concerns your personal... What I'm looking for. Ambitions. Ah... Oh, I quite like this design. Well then, Mr. Uh, Manacle Man, you, you appear to have the formings of a deal. I'll get back in touch with you after we uh, inevitably visit the Court of Stars. It detaches. Two mechanical uh, 
membranous wings pop out and it buzzes back into a hole you notice in the side of your room. And as it pulls in there, it digs out rain cloud matter and sort of seals the hole mm, imperfectly before okay. vanishing deeper into the uh, the clouds. Okay. I'm uh, kind of rattled, and my thoughts are buzzing around my head. My head, not my heads. But I'm going to try and get as much sleep as possible. All right. You are able to attain a long rest. Wonderful. The morning dawns of the village of Hrydur, and the Arakokra and the winged elves, the Arai, are in a hubbub, a hubbub as each of you awaken. There's a... Everyone's sort of talking and discussing, and the council has been called together. They specifically request the four of you and Olika, who's been here the whole time. <laughs> Olika! Uh, I'm going to just follow the rest of them. All right. Try and remain as uh, inconspicuous as possible. All right. I will, uh, if any of you speak up, then you can do something else. Otherwise, if you don't, I'll assume you're good for coming along. I'm good for coming along. Yeah. Good for the ride. Let's go. Right. The council, the four, Quaff, Dikek, uh, Litri, and Nalri, dismiss almost everyone else from the place, from the plaza where they meet, except their most trusted guards. And they look the four over the four of you over. Some with open suspicion, some with curiosity, others like Dekek, rather inscrutable. We have been visited, Litri says, her eyes narrowed at you, by an emissary of the Court of Stars. What? So we we know a path? They seem to be aware of our intent. They told us that we'll never reach them unless we help the four of you fulfill an outstanding debt. We're to take you to the Siolach, where you'll know what to do from there. What? I look, I look, I, I look at uh, Alan bollocks. completely in disbelief. Thoras uh, does not know of this debt. Alan, is this you? Uh, well, it would appear that old Aaron here is not allowed to enter the Court of Stars until he has purified himself. But Perhaps he did he... purify himself in a ritual yesterday. I took a bath. Even the one without the priestesses, I still did it. And it's uh, still not enough for you guys? Do you, do you, have you ridded yourself of the tattoos? No, but I took the mm. purifying bath. Hmm. Well, uh, do you not believe the uh, the inscrutable court of stars? Well, I mean, I do not believe you. I didn't know that um, I wasn't. What did to this go. person look like or sound like? Silver hair and silver tongue. His voice was sweet with silver song. He stood before us, emerging from a veil of light. He, she, she had... uncertain. Mm. Doras does not think that is. Like Doras has only seen Alan emerge once from light, and it was. Uh, he did not know Thoras. 
He was getting out of the bath. <laughs> mm. I what? don't understand. So, uh, if I'm supposed to be purified, that I understand that we may have been under some curse as a as a result of you know what happened at the Selach, but what am I supposed to be purified of? I got in the purifying bath. That's are a great question. Are you doubting the potential of these people to to cure such such ills? Tell us of this debt. Mm. Tell them, Aaron. Well, <laughs> um, I don't really remember. We were on a lake. Actually, yeah, this is so long ago now. I don't know. We met a dragon, and then somehow we came out owing them a thousand gold pieces. That's pretty reasonable, to be fair. I... <sighs> a dragon accosted us as we crossed a lake. Many, many, many weeks back. And in order for us to escape the dragon without violence, we made a deal with the dragon to give it, oh, a few magical items, including some arrows that we were carrying and apparently a thousand gold pieces, which at the time, both Aaron and, well, Alan, I suppose, were entirely fine with never repaying. And then at some point, they were not fine. Hmm. Taurus uh, does not understand why you would not just kill the dragon. Well, well, perhaps we do have to kill the dragon. I didn't I mean, fancy our chances at the time. I don't see why they'd be much better now. What, are we going to drag these people into our petty squabble? Did the Court of Stars say anything about what we were supposed to do while we were there? They said that you would know what to do. And uh, Josh, correct me if I'm wrong. I did not go back and completely rewatch everything that you instructed. Yeah, so yeah. you have some freedom here. Hmm. I mean, we have killed a dragon since then. So it's not that I don't fancy our chances. I'd just rather not kill if unnecessary. Is it necessary? Well, you guys are telling me that I had to be rid of this curse before we can go to the Court of Stars. Isn't that what I... you're saying? Well, I'm not telling you anything. I'm saying that that's what the Court of Stars appears to be saying. Commune with your god. What god? There are no gods, fool. Uh, it, it, it is impossible with him. I'm, I'm looking towards the, the, the bird people and the elves. It, it is impossible. He is not a religious man. And yet, is a religious man. The gods do not require your belief to wield power over our lives. Regardless of what you think they are, there is no questioning that they are. You have stood in their presence. So explain this to me. We go, we pay this debt, and then we can go to the quarter stars. Is that is that the long and short of this? That we were led to believe that your debt blocks the way, and that once it's excised, we'll be able to proceed. It is now time for an act of God. <laughs> what the fuck? Of right. course it is. If I could have each of you roll 1d20. Uh... <sighs> Well, well, we'll go with the lowest. We'll go with it affecting the lowest. Fuck! <laughs> nice, nice. Well, affect the lowest. Instantly. Well, okay, that was easy. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's just let's see who's complicating your lives now. All right, the winner is Aaron Vol with a natural right. one. No, 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 no. Good work, good work. Yeah, low is good. Like blackjack. Okay. Uh, at that moment, 
The lingering power of the Fey as erupts across Aaron Bull. <laughs> I need. I thought he was cleansed. I need each of you to roll one d ten. Okay. That might be good. That might be bad. Sorry. Eight. We didn't roll four of them, so we didn't blow up the sun. Correct. Probably. Uh, <laughs> I still need one from... Mitch, go ahead and roll one oh, d10. Yep. Zero, five, seven, seven. Seven. Oh, God, this is going to be a bad one. Why? Because <laughs> it's is below it a thousand. <laughs> Oh shit, Brent knows what the table is, kind of. Yeah, I don't um, know whether I can truly sorry, remember. Why is it below <laughs> a thousand? It's bad? Uh, I mean, they can be. Okay, Above um, a thousand sounds bad, too, because tens. Your, Aaron, your your ears itch. Fuck that sheet. Aaron, <laughs> they just they itch awfully. Uh, well, I'm scratching them like fucking crazy. It pops yeah. off. What? Oh, your no. ear pops off. Your ear no, pops what? off as you scratch it. You have it. to do this to the most vain character in a. Oh. <laughs> Amazing! I just start fucking screaming at the fucking <laughs> ear of mine that's just come off my head and clutching at the side of my face. All right, so you're screaming at the ear. Yes, you are screaming in your own ear. It still functions. You can still hear it. But... <laughs> <laughs> I've been, I, I don't understand that. I've, I've been, my ears just falling off. Fucking rolling around on the ground, still screeching in my own fucking ear. That was pretty amazing. Uh, DK Wait, there is... pops off of his branch and starts kind of walking towards you, looking at your ear. Motherfucker, I bet life should cut my fucking ear off, dude. <laughs> I Why? did not. I got in the bath. I did what I'm you gonna... said. What is this? I'm gonna start shouting, See? You're still cursed! Still cursed! <laughs> oh no. The timing on that. So, oh. are you holding your ear in your hands right now? No, I'm rolling around next to what? Like near it. Okay. Clutching, I'm not holding the, uh, the ear, I'm holding where it used to be on my fucking head. You're not bleeding, <laughs> by the way. Oh. Well, I guess when I when I realize that I'm not bleeding, I will quizzically look at my hands and then look around wondering what the hell just happened. I mean, check. how does one respond when the ear just pops off their own head? Yeah, that's it's never happened to me, so Van I Go, are you an artist now? That didn't just pop off, though, did it? <laughs> <laughs> that's true. There, there was some uh, surgery involved in that one. Yes. Yeah, Don't try this at home. It pops off like a Mr. Potato Head doll. Thank you, chat. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Dekek picks up the ear, looks at it, hands it back to you. <laughs> what am I supposed to do with this now? He Doris has seen this before. Pick it back on my head. It stays. Oh shit. Yeah, I think it's fixed. What happens if I pull on it? It comes off. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's actually kind of handy. But then I'm going to spend the next five minutes t putting it back on and taking it off. What the fuck? This is kind of cool. 
how how much how much effort does it take to pull that off? Might it just um, fall off in the wind? Not much. I throw my ear at Alan. Ah! You you can gonna, hear gonna... the sound of it impacting his like cloth and jangly stuff that he's wearing. If you put his ear in the bag of holding, is it the same as him entering the bag of holding? I don't know. Should I try? <laughs> if you I don't know. It could end the bag, universe. We'll Let's not do that. I, okay, I, I'm gonna whisper sweet nothings literally into his ear <laughs> on the other side of the room. I run across the room, oh, snatch it back on. Oh, you really dirty little boy, Aaron. Oh, don't be I stick it back on my head. I guess this could be handy. I mean, stranger things have happened, I guess. You, you don't want to. We should pin it to your head so it doesn't come off. Well, I know. If, if no one pulls on my damn ear, I don't see any disgruntled grandmas around here. Well, when you I'm put your be... helmet on and off. I could we, easily get snagged on a tree branch in the forest. Yes, or a tree branch or anything. We've we've just made you a brand new suit of armor with a helmet and everything. And you, you just want to... Why don't you... Uh, Thoris thinks you should make a necklace with your ears. Mm. And wear it. With Do your they own both come ears. I... Yeah, why not the other one? I pull on my other ear. Pops right off. No! <laughs> <laughs> my God. <laughs> I, I'm gonna start w- dabbing furiously with his ears in his hands. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about your nose? I'm gonna try and tweak his nose a little bit. It remains distinctly attached, but rather tweaked. Aaron <laughs> is visibly relieved at this. Ah. Aaron uh, <laughs> looks down. No. <laughs> Um, I think I heard a song Aaron about to, this once. If Aaron were to conduct a thorough search of himself, would he would he find that any appendages outside of his ears were removable? You find that this curious phenomena is restricted only to your ears. That is, <laughs> that is a, a relief. So, I think there was like a meme about that in the nineties. Because I don't think Aaron. Well, I mean, Aaron had. Uh, Aaron would love him beating Ziva senseless with a certain appendage, but. <laughs> I, guess I, I thought he was just vain enough to literally fuck himself. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps Aaron retains a shred of innocence because that hadn't crossed his mind. <laughs> oh, well. well, I guess my ears can come off. That's that's great. I'm. I, can we just get on with it? <laughs> I'll sort this that's out. Strange. I'll see if I can seek the wise man in this village to help me get him stitched back on. Right, Dekek looks at you and then hops back up onto his perch. What, what what's what's wrong with him, Dekek? Was that you? No. List alphabetically or chronologically? <laughs> <laughs> you haven't known him long enough for chronologically. <laughs> what's wrong with his ears? Why are his ears coming off? Is this Seems something to, be... to do with the bath? Your bath? No. No. The the, the stars. Don't think the stars take people's ears often. Hmm. Now who's farming the cat for clout? <laughs> Maybe something you ate. Thoras is confused. What what is happening? Thoras, we uh Nari will speak to you. Thoras, we are going to call a wind from the southeast to take us to a great lake. But take us above a great lake where a dragon lives, so these people can pay their debt to the dragon, 
and then we can find the Court of Stars. If God told you to jump off a cliff, would you do it? Yes, because I have wings and I can fly. (laughs) (laughs) Good point. Sound argument. But Thoras, you must understand the Court of Stars is not a place you can go like a mountain you can climb or a lake you can dive to the bottom of. It's a mindset. It's a place that can only be reached when your heart is right. It's very strange and very confusing. Uh, Thomas was told the exact same thing with Sky Kingdom, and Sky Kingdom was reached by Thoras. Well, you may have gotten bad information about that. How long is it going to take for us to get there, anyway? Well, fun fact, the Dungeon Master looked at his world map and then googled how fast do clouds move, and you will be there in one day. Oh, that's quite coincidentally good. (laughs) <laughs> uh, however, it will be dark by the time you reach there. And Leitri will speak up and says, How are you planning on getting back down to the mortal world? Well, we're not planning on anything. We, you just told us we have to be dropped off at a lake. Uh, fine. They have a point. Okay. Suppose our eagles can take you. They're done How with that business. You, you will let Thoras ride the eagles? Yes, Thoras, you can ride the eagles. Yes. Just this once. How, how many eagles? They have, an each? Enti- they have an entire area of giant eagles that live with them. Oh, uh, that's dope as they're, fuck. They're normally war <laughs> companions for the armed elves. Uh, they're, they're, so each elf is sort of paired with one of them, and they go into battle together. So they will allow you to fly them down, but that's a sacred trust, and if you so much as pull a feather from them, Leechry will take it out of your hide. Also, Leechry, I don't know how to ride a, a giant eagle. Well, I have ne- never ridden anything other than a horse in my life. You mm, hold that's down, not true. You rode me when I was a spider. Everyone <laughs> 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 just looks over. <laughs> 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 I'm a sucker You're for red, are you alright? You grab on, put your face down, and try not to scream too much. Mm. Well, yeah, but what about the eagle? I've already told you about the spider. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it will take the entire day, and I will not have them fly at night if they don't have to. Their eyes are best during the day. So, we'll travel, reach there, and in the morning... We'll trust the five of you to fly down and return safely. Do they, Thoros, um... Uh, Thoras once owned an eagle. Hmm. Really, In terms Thoros? of returning... Sorry, what? Thoras was um, telling delightful anecdotes by beginning with interesting snippet and then not following up, as is <laughs> Thoras's way. Such is the way of the Goliath people. Can't we just swoop and do a drive-by drop-off here? I mean, you can't take the whole cloud. It's not going to, like, enter the mortal world. But, yeah, but if we, what we you want like to do is your eagles, business. You know? It's your debt. The eagles will take you there. How you handle things from there is your challenge, not ours. Can you give us some sort of beacon that would allow us to return here when we are finished? Yes. So that no we may sure. accompany you? 
You'll fly back up to the big rain cloud you see hovering overhead. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, this is a sound plan. We go, well. take the eagles down, give the money, take the eagles up, and then I can get to the quarter stars. Makes perfect sense. Although I really still don't understand how this is. A... Wait, Alan, aren't you also befouled by this particular enchantment? Uh, to what be do fair, you mean also? I... You've been cleansed. Why did the quarter stars not mention your curse, as it were? Did the Court of Stars mention you? They addressed, they spoke of the lot of you. Oh, yes. It's very possible that it's me as well. I don't understand. Thoras doesn't understand. Thoras not speaking first person. Thoras, confused. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yes, how, speak, how, Thoras is right. How was Thoras involved with this? With, he wasn't there when about... you came in debt. Thoras was not specifically mentioned. It was these strangers, these travelers. You don't have to go if you don't want Thoras. I, I personally, I'm okay with not paying this debt. I mean, we're well, in what's the dragon going to do to us? Thoras has taken these adventurers like children under Thoras's wing, and he will protect them and feed them goat milk. And I was rather sure... hoping you would keep an eye on them. The goat milk is your discretion. <laughs> Thoras, you aren't planning on killing this dragon, are you? We, we're just trying to settle a debt. Thoras does as Thoras do. <laughs> I think he's jealous that Eren yeah. already killed a dragon. He really don't do. think Thoras be he like really Thoras do is, do but Thoras do. <laughs> Thoras be a Thoras do. Well, listen, I mean, that's the price we pay to have him uh, accompany us in case that we do require some muscle. Up to him, really. I'd, I, frankly, I wouldn't even care if we just swooped over the head and dropped the coins in the in the lake and then got out of there. Uh, I, 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 I don't even care about going. What? You won't be able to reach the Court of Stars, they say. You, that was the entire purpose of our trip, is to get you there. I'm telling you, Perhaps bro, I'm clean. If we return I'm the money, clean. since it seems we are compelled to do so by the Court of Stars anyway, we may as well go. I'm sorry I fought you on this, Alan, but possibly <laughs> we can fight with Siva. Uh, fight. We can negotiate with Siva and um, maybe change the error, the, the errors of, of their ways. Oh, Dude, God. was so against returning. Thoras is very good yes, at Yes, but now we are compelled to by the Court of Stars. Yes, Thoras, you are our chief negotiator. Well, very I'm going to the Court of Stars. If we have to do this to get there, then fine. We can just uh. we pull up in our big-ass cloud ride and go down there and, and pay this dragon. Yes. Uh, the the least contact we can have with Siva, the better, I think. I will say, the Siolach is massive. It's huge. It's um, hundreds of miles from north to south. Now, we'll fly you to the place that, wherever you think is the right place to be, but just yeeting a thousand gold into a lake <laughs> may not constitute successful repayment. I don't know what the terms of the, the debt are, or like what sort of uh, APR you've got on this thing, but you should probably read the fine print about yeetage. Right. Uh, thank you, wise quaff. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, other than that, uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy the flights. It's going to be a day's travel. Uh, we're we're going to go call up an Imancor wind right now from the wild steppes. And that should take us in the right direction. Sweet. We, Very we well. big chilling. I'm going to go to the armor, I guess, and hold my hands up in the air for a day. All right. <laughs> you spend the whole day 
modeling for the armor as they take different pieces and sort of like shape them to you bring it back to the fire ding, ding, ding. all right try it now oops sorry too hot um <laughs> not my chest here let me just check this uh, the helmet real quick what in god's name is wrong with your ear <laughs> uh litri will take thoras aside as you step away litri again being the war general of the winged elves Thoras. Yes? I'm still not sure about these outsiders. I don't know too much about the spiritual world, but I don't know... I'm not sure how I feel about this emissary either. Yes, Thoras agrees. Very unusual. I want you to... In your travels, tell me everything you hear or see about these strangers. Thoros. Agree. <laughs> All right. I'll let you have your pick of the eagles. Yes. Claps you on the back. Thoros sends you on your way. Thoros runs to the eagles. <laughs> Thoros is going to practice with the eagles for a day. All right. The whole day you just spend with the eagle keepers, like getting used to them. Like you see him f- go flying from the branches once or twice. He gets caught in the blue wood and climbs his way back up excitedly. Uh. Waff hops around as the lot of you are going about your business and sort of impresses upon you the fact that the fate of Hrydor and their protection from the Sovereign of the Skies is dependent on them taking on the danger of your debts. And the longer they linger in these skies, the more likely it is that the Four Wind Father will find them. And I ask that you help keep us safe if we meet any of the Knights of Terra Nimbus. In exchange, we'll have our continued protection. And that's sort of addressed to the other three of you, the non-Thorassi types. Sounds good to me. I am always there to protect the weak. I didn't mean that how it sounds. Yeah, Quaff looks at you at the word (laughs) weak. I'm going to just nod along. My thoughts are in different places. All right. Yeah, I guess Aaron just sets off. All right. The day passes largely uneventfully. Do any of you have any other business you wish to attend to during the day and then the ensuing night? Thus is just going to uh, practice with the eagles. All right. Your first Jumping from to... eagle to eagle. Which of those levels is it where you jump on the back of the bird and it like starts falling and you have to, you know, classic platform? <laughs> yeah, um, who is, yeah. Who's the uh, commander with the helmet? Is Sorry, what? Leetree, who, yeah. yeah. The general. Uh, I'm, uh, I mean, Aaron's going to go and... Uh, Thoras. I mean, Aaron's going to go and uh, look for the, the barracks to see if he can get some sparring in the evening, you know? Mm. He wants to... He wants to interact a bit more. You know, tried to ingratiate himself with them uh, before in the drinking hall and almost got killed as a result of <laughs> the Nature off. All right. Yeah. Yeah, she's down to go a couple of rounds. You sure you don't want to wait until that fancy armor is done? You might need it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought so. I thought so. Maybe, yeah. All right, then I guess I'm just drinking. Very well. Drinking his blue wine. Let's go. Roll a constitution saving throw. Uh, 
All right, uh, you had advantage on or disadvantage or something. Make sure that's normalized. We'll take the first. With a 14, you hold your liquor pretty well. You don't make a fool of yourself. You basically spend the day being I'll an armor mannequin. And... Trait. Go again? I think I get advantage on that because of one of my uh, feats. That might be why. Possible. Either way, you definitely Sorry. hold your liquor. My man. All right, anyone else have anything for the day or the night before uh, you wait for morning and... Take an eagle down to the lake. Lysha would like to practice riding the eagles as well, but she's got some familiarity with riding eagles and animals and things that she's conjured in the past. Yes. Um, so she's going to try and use the immovable rod she has to, like, you know, do some crazy tricks where she can, like, hold it in place, and swing off the eagle as it continues moving, and then drop, and the eagle can catch her and try and have some fun. Okay, nice. Uh, roll a handle animal check. Okay. I do not have a proficiency in that, actually. That'd be very what? handy right now. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I just miserable. Oh, my God. Oh, no. You pull out the immovable rod, and as I you do, myself. <laughs> you, you poke the eagle in the eye. It releases an echoing, keening shriek. And whirls around. It does a barrel roll. Roll a dexterity saving throw. Oh no. What? Oh god. Uh, I don't think you have advantage for any reason. We've been taking I the don't, first one. I don't know why. Okay. The... <laughs> one moment you're on the back five. of this majestic beast. The next moment, you're not sure what's up, what's down. You know, the fact that you're inside this cloud makes everything very disorienting. The one thing you do know is that you are not on the eagle, and you are falling very quickly. What do you do? <laughs> I will, um... Oh, I don't, I don't want to do it, but I'm going to wild shape. I can't wild shape into anything that flies yet. What about a swarm of insects? See, they don't say that those can't fly, but at least they're tiny. Maybe only some of them will hurt. Uh, yeah, insects actually don't take fall damage, right? Basically, what about the rod? Because they're too small. Can I hit the oh, the rod? yeah, that's Little a good idea. Can I whip out the rod and try what and like have it rod? hold me in place as I'm falling? Okay, you, you activate it, and all your like the rod suddenly becomes absolutely just lodged in the very fabric of space time, and your arms scream as all that momentum is transferred. The, the rod isn't going anywhere, so all that momentum just goes to <clears throat> roll a either a strength saving throw or an athletics check. Oh my I am God. terrible at both of those things. <laughs> if you lose this rod, <laughs> somewhere in the sky. I'll get oh, it back. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> okay. All because you want to frolic with fucking eagles. The good news is <laughs> that did arrest most of your momentum. The bad news is it also sprained your arm and you sl you let slip. You are now dangling by one arm oh, no. above the nest just with holding this rod and your arms hurt like crazy you have disadvantage on any strength-based checks of any kind until you take a short rest uh mm. you are losing rapidly losing strength as you're holding on to this thing what do you do amputate <laughs> <laughs> okay okay my arms hurt like a bitch how far above the ground am i or oh, the whatever cloud like 100 feet 100 feet yeah Okay. That's 10d6 damage for those of you keeping score at home. Okay. Okay. 
<laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> you cocked this up real good, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't want to burn a spell. Okay. She's gonna try and like swing up so she's holding on with both arms again. Roll acrobatics. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Seventeen. Seventeen. Okay. Okay. Your lower body strength is still fine. It's just your arms that are fucked. So you manage to get some momentum, swing around, and then like grab on top of it. Okay. So I'm like holding on on top of it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sort okay. of like slung under your shoulder. You know. Okay. So I'm going to try. If I'm like holding on like this, kind of under my shoulders, I'm going to mm-hmm. try and sort of like. Slide back so I'm holding it a little bit and like sling both knees over it to okay. like add some, add some, and I'm still holding on with my arms. So she's okay. kind of sli- like swinging like a gymnast right now. All right, pretzeling. Yeah. And um, can she reach the end of the rod where the button is from here? Yeah, absolutely. She's going to try and really quickly press and then press again. Okay. <laughs> Gunk. And just, are and you going to repeat that all the way down? She's going to go all the way down. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Give me three acrobatics checks. <laughs> Actually, four, no, uh, five acrobatics checks. Every check oh. that's successful takes 20 feet off of this. Can I ask a quick question? Yes. How, what, what is the velocity of the cloud? The cloud's moving at like 300 <laughs> miles an hour, but you are inside the cloud. So your momentum and its momentum are one and the same. Right? Otherwise, you would have been not left if you're suspended in midair inside the cloud, right? Mm. So we're going to say that... trying to kill me? In, so logically, an immovable, an actual immovable rod, the moment you activated it, the spin of the planet would cause it to barrel through and just catastrophically destroy <laughs> everything in its path. And because that wouldn't happen, we're going to say that the cloud is... The rod is localized to the momentum right, of the cloud. Right, okay. Can we have that real-life version of an immovable rod at some point? <laughs> I just press it and then my wall explodes. And just, there's this bu- Bugs Bunny style silhouette Bro, everywhere. If you if you calculated the rotation of the planet, you could just put the rod in front of the big bad boss, the big the, the final boss, activate it, and it would just explode through oh, it. No, I, all I'm saying is that yeah, the rod, the rod, if it is truly immovable, like mm-hmm. in time and space, it would fly out the back of the cloud. Well, we're not even talking about like. I'm just talking about the the spin of the planet. What about the movement of the solar system and like the movement of the planet around the sun? Right? Like, we're not going to have this. Got very complicated, guys. We are going to have one. I need to tell one quick war story. Quick aside, Uh, the peasant railgun. The peasant railgun. The peasant railgun. The peasant railgun is a weapon of mass destruction that's based on combining the interpretations of the in-game rules with logical physics. So here's how it works. You get, like, let's say Aaron Vol hires a thousand peasants. And each of those peasants stands in a line. And each of their squares is five feet wide. So you have a line that's a, almost a mile long. Right. Aaron Vol's at one end, and the, the peasant on the other end has a spear. On round one, every peasant readies an action to hand the spear to the next peasant. On round two, they do it, and the spear travels 5,000 feet in six seconds. <laughs> 
Then <laughs> Aaron throws it, you calculate the effective velocity and the force, and you, you know, blow a hole in the enemy siege wall or whatever. And if you need more force, you just add more peasants. <laughs> that's how re- that's how ready the actions work, yeah. Exactly. That's great. Um Alright, so back to making all these acrobatics checks to not die. Give me five acrobatics checks. Uh all right, that one is a failure. That one's a failure. That one's a failure. God, you're rolling badly today. Am I, am I dead yet? <laughs> oh! uh, that one's a failure. Give me one more. Have I? Oh, no. Oh, no. That's a 20. Okay. Not 20 to finish it. So you wow. had 10d6. That, that first roll is a half success, so 9d6. Uh, so all this together, we're going to go with 5d6 points of damage because the natural 20 counts for double. Oh boy. Just like you end up in a free fall because you try to click the button and you just end up going. Uh, And you are able to stop it at the end, but your ligaments and everything just as you basically take all this momentum and just it gets set. The the energy goes into your legs, everything that's grabbing onto the bar. You end up taking 20 points of damage and you arrive safely on the ground. Oh. <laughs> Did anyone see this? Was anyone else practicing at the same time? Thoras, Thoras is on the ground, just mm-hmm. chomping on a on a bar Ow. of n- brontosaurus. Just, burgers, lo- just, so. just watching it, just, just chewing as, as you just watch Lysha just get flung about the air and just free fall and slap into the ground. Just watching. Ow. <laughs> Uh, you okay, Druid? That didn't go as planned. Mm. I thought... <laughs> I thought <laughs> and I can't get up. <laughs> I thought riding an eagle would be like riding a fey eagle, but it's not. <laughs> it reminds me of that scene in Austin Powers where Mustafa's like at the bottom of the hill and he's like broken his leg and he's calling out for help and nobody is helping. <laughs> Mm. Well, Thoras wishes you luck. Thoras you goes back to his. No, of any healers in the area, Thoras. Thoras <laughs> is walking. Thoras, <laughs> neighborhood healers. Made a strong Please. survive. Stroke is. I'm just gonna like slowly try and gather herself. She's hurting, but she's uh she's mm. standing. Yeah, I mean you can spend hit, you can spend hit dice from a short rest to recover that damage. Sweet. Uh, any other business to attend to over the day and the night? All right, one hit dice will give you. Yeah, keep keep going until you're good. Thoras is um, going to uh, basically try and learn how to swing his axe from the back of an eagle. That's what he's spending the day doing. Alright. Give me Do a, I need a to roll. Yeah, give me a handle animal check. Bollocks. <laughs> Nine. Nine. You are anything that you try to do aside from just holding on is messing up the eagle's weight or pulling on its feathers in a way it doesn't like or otherwise irritating it. You just can't seem to get your but you didn't roll a natural one, so we're not going to have like a 30 minute detour of watching you just <laughs> ping pong your way down. <laughs> 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 All 
Uh, why don't you give me an athletics check? Me? Yes. Oh, I'm proficient in that. Fourteen. Okay. Um, and now give me an attack roll with your axe. Ah. <laughs> Nine. Okay. You are still struggling with the concept of mounted combat. You feel like with additional training you could get the hang of it, but you spend a lot of time, like, with eagles just losing altitude. Mm -hmm. Almost doing barrel rolls. They don't, you know, they keep you up, but uh, it's going to be tricky. So you, you probably will take disadvantage if you try to fight from eagle back. Or at least you'll have to make animal handling checks to not have disadvantage. Right. Uh, Anyone else? What you up to, Aaron? Oh, well, this is this is the day, right? Oh, oh no, so this is that next day, isn't it? No, this is the... Well, I mean, we have already we did already go through. You're basically getting fitted for your armor, getting drunk... Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. ...and deciding not to go uh, sparring with Leetree. I'm right. trying to learn as much about Anachronus as I can. Great. Um, because I, I believe I heard the the mental struggle that Lysha was under after hearing some, like, mechanical robot god speak to her. Mm -hmm. So, I'm, uh, I'm gonna try and figure out as much as I possibly can about this god and see whether it's something that I can fuck with because my initial impression is that I would love to be able to play these guys off against the Court of Stars. <laughs> Alright, you may make skill checks based, because you're a bard and you pick up stories about everything, you may make skill checks of your own volition if you want access to actual information and resources, this place doesn't have a huge library, but Nalri, the singer, and her sort of artist's commune have whatever sort of collections of scholarly works. Most of it's in the form of illustrations and tapestries and songs and uh, oral lore. So if you want access to that, you're going to have to make nice and you're going to have to explain why you're asking after the Infernals. Okay. Of which Anachronist um, is one. I... Um, so what, what did you say? I could roll against yeah. some skill checks like history, religion, that kind of stuff. Yeah, to you see can make skill I, checks on your own. And if you are dissatisfied with the results of those checks to get more information, Nalri and her, her artists basically have all the lore around here. And that is a natural one. And that one in history. The bard rolls are not one in history. <laughs> I'm just too nervous today. I can't, can't remember anything. Can't think. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, 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 head empty, no thoughts. Um, you accidentally, as you're, as you're running through it to yourself, you, with a natural one, you accidentally mutter the name out loud. Roll 1d100. Oh, fantastic. A 22. All right, nothing happens. That you know um, of. Um, <laughs> you may try your other skills. Okay, you got off easy. You actually didn't get off easy with that, one at all. God damn. Uh, well... One was, do I know anything about this? And the other one is, can I, like... Backflip on an eagle. This shit? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be different yeah, yeah, consequences. Yeah. I, I, that's, that makes sense. Uh, I rolled a 22 in religion, so I can't remember anything okay. about history, but I'm really good on my religion today. Right, you have no idea what role Anachronist has played in the, in the cosmic, you know, tale. Um, but you do know that Anachronist is one of the Infernals. They are... 
largely considered to be the enemies of everyone else in Anakra. Their their desire is to bring all of Anakra under their power for whatever purpose. Each of them has their own agenda and purpose. Uh, Anachronous is often worshipped by the fatalistic, those who believe everything is part of an incalculable, huge, grand design, those who believe that fate cannot be changed and that if you have enough information, you can predict all possible outcomes and know what is going to happen ahead of time. Uh, Some Westworld shit. Anachronous is preoccupied with the end of all things. The world exists in a constant cycle of birth, life, death, and renewal. Uh, and that is the constant across above the sovereigns, above the four kingdoms of Anakra, beyond Anakra itself. That cycle is basically why there is stuff instead of not stuff. And Anachronous is concerned with the end of the cycle. What happens when worlds stopped ending and being reborn? What happens when everything just stops? And it's widely believed that Anachronous thinks that he knows when that's going to happen. That's why he's okay. called... The eschaton, eschaton means end of the world, basically. And Anachronist mm. is called the Eschaton Clock because he's got this grand design or device that is counting down to the end of the cycle. Josh! I'm, I, I'm uh, content with my knowledge. And because this is... Uh, because I've just got away with the grand heist, essentially, I am not going to ruffle any feathers. I ain't digging for any further information. I'm content. I just spend the rest of my day in my room. I'm I'm kind of too mentally preoccupied with this stuff to even think about going and practicing with the Eagles. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm just winging it the first time I do it in a very literal sense. All right. Um, question. Yes. The snake that is inside the bag of holding. Mm-hmm. Can it hear things outside of the bag of holding when it's in there, or no? If it can, it has not yet demonstrated that. Josh, do you sleep with the bag of holding near you? Yeah, I sleep with it on my person. Okay, I was just curious. <laughs> not that you would be aware of that, but yes, when <laughs> I sleep, I sleep with it on my no. person. Okay. Also, is not trying to go looking for this kind of stuff. I'm just, Ashley is curious. All right. Does anyone have anything they'd like to do before you take a long rest and get all those hit dice that you spent back earlier, Elisha? You mean I could have used my spells? I thought we were arriving at the lake at night. That's why I didn't. You're arriving at the <laughs> lake at night, but you are not going until the morning because they don't want to have the eagles fly at night. They have day vision. Ah. Uh, okay. Well then, um, before I go to bed, can I do a divination spell? You may. So, similar mumbo-jumbo to last time. Picking local flora and fauna and burning some things and lighting some incense and setting some flowers around as offerings and, mm -hmm. you know, sitting down to do her wuju wuju. And um, she is going to uh, ask my single question specifically concerning a specific goal, event, or activity to occur within seven days. Hmm? She is going to ask where in if you can remind me of the name of the lake we're going to that I always forget. Uh, the Welsh lake. The Siolach. The Siolach. <laughs> where in the Siolach is Viva to be found? Siolach. <laughs> <laughs> right, where, where in the Zolach can we find Ziva tomorrow? Off the shore of a village that mourns. 
tread where you have tread before. Ah, shit. <laughs> Fuck. No. Okay. Oh, God. But, God. Shit. So knowing this, before she goes to bed, she'd go to see Alika. Okay. Alika is very eager to hear uh, stories. You know, this is all very exciting. She's never done anything like this before. She's got all sorts of questions about stories about um, you and where you come from. And what are the elves like? And she just bombards Alika. you with as soon as you, you step in. You are the most genuine and kind being that I have met since I left the elves. And I'm very much tempted to take you back with me when I return. So perhaps you'll get to see yourself. That would be lovely. But with that in mind, before we visit my home, I think we might need to visit yours again. Oh. Are you ready for that? Sort of set out hoping to leave and not come back. There's nothing really to see there. There'll be a dragon there this time. Oh, goody! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so as long as you're okay with that, I just wanted to be sure. Because if we need to stand up to the townsfolk again, I will protect you from them. Is she all there in the head, Olika? <laughs> she left behind her, her safe, stable peasant life and didn't leave when Aaron Vol fragged a kid. That's all I got for you. Yeah. That's legit. <laughs> Could be a little bit topped. Uh... <laughs> yeah, extreme stand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Alika yeah. stands the quest for the Book of Dawn. Yeah, her Twitter profile picture is the Book of Dawn. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's just a, a gif of Aaron Dan. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, Poggers. All right. Um, so she would also, um, you know, make sure. Uh, Alika felt comfortable with the plan riding the eagles. Is she okay with that? Does she she want to share an eagle and she doesn't feel comfortable? more excited for something in her life except for the last thing she was excited about. You can't <laughs> wait to ride an eagle. You are an utter delight, my child. All right. Goodbye. Maybe older than you. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Ancient river dwarf. Erin um, is probably going to... Um, Show later the the sword after he fucking camped out for like ten hours, sat on his tod waiting for it to do something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so he probably wants her to inspect it and mm. uh, get some thoughts. All right, I'm just gonna leave the obvious. You want her to inspect your sword joke, by the way. So yeah. we'll just move on. We'll just move on with our lives. Um, uh, look, if I look, I, I guess it, you know none of it's only my ears that can be removed. So <laughs> everything's still in good working order as far as I'm concerned. All right. Uh, let's see. Where did I actually write down the properties of this thing? Well, hype train incoming. Thank you, Ludicrous Cheeseburger. Thank you, Sean, for the gifted subs. Uh, why don't we roll for another act of God? Oh yeah. Why don't we? Why don't we? Great idea. idea. The last yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last one was oh, such a hit. What are we rolling? D twenty. Oh, for fuck. Everyone sense. roll a D twenty. Lowest is in the hot seat. Yay! Let's get his penis off this time. <laughs> Josh, roll. Roll, D3. Oh! <laughs> Come on. Oh, all right. Let's see who's, uh, let's see who's knocking terribly. today. 
Bless you. <laughs> that was the act of God. Josh has to flies off. Bless you. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. We're going to deal with the sword. Uh, but... <laughs> roll perception check for me, Alan. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, I would love to. Yep. <laughs> 26! I see everything! I mean... But not an at 20. No. True. You just have ridiculous perception modifier, dude. I do, yeah. Alright. Alan, as you sit in your room contemplating the various unearthly powers that all seem to have an inordinate interest in your companions and your quest. Yes, they do. You, you the gods have taken far too much of an interest in our quest. An odd breeze. A brief flutter. Perhaps a whisper? You get the distinct feeling you may not be alone. Um... Can I tell where this is coming from? Do I can I localize it to a, any specific spot inside of my room? Got a twenty six. Yeah, sort of up near the the upper corners of the room. Say. Okay, I would like to cast detect thoughts, um, and it lets me wait. Let me. Uh... <laughs> Let me just display this. Uh, I'm pretty sure I can use it to find any creatures that are within 30 feet of me. I don't think yes. it lets you pinpoint their location, but I think it does let you detect if they're present. Yeah, I can search for thoughts within 30 feet of me. Uh, I can't detect a creature with an for intelligence thoughts? of three or lower, so Thoras is out of the question. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I can... So yeah, I can I can try and... I'm, I'm trying to just cast this to try and detect mm. any thoughts that are within my room, because basically anything outside of my room gets blocked, but any thoughts inside of it, I would be able to detect. When you cast a spell, and as your action, focus your mind on any one creature you can see within 30 feet of you. Learn the surface thoughts of the creature. Uh... It's like the second to last paragraph. It says you can also use a spell to detect the presence of thinking creatures you can't yes. see. You once you detect the presence, and you can still okay, so you don't have to see it. That's great because there are several thinking minds in here, and you cannot see any of them. Several? Yes. Yeah. How many? Can I? Four. There's four thinking minds. Does that include myself? Am I counted as a conscious no, being? You do not detect yourself. <laughs> okay. Snake. So there are four separate conscious minds in my room. Yes. You see okay. nothing. You have a snake on your person. Um, the snake is in another dimension. The snake's in a different dimension, yeah. Yes. So um. I'm, <clears throat> I'm not thinking as that, but I suppose it could be. Um, I... Okay, even if I can't see it, I can still detect its thoughts. It has a Wisdom 16 save to try and stop me doing this, but I'm going to try and probe into... Um, can I detect any difference in the thoughts that I'm 
like the thinking beings that I've found, does one seem more intelligent than the other? Is one thinking a lot more than the others? Do, can I try and tell the difference between any of them? Um, I will say that their thoughts are just like moving at an incredibly fast rate. They all seem to be on the same wavelength, I would say. None of them seems exceptionally more intelligent than any others. Right. Well, then I'm going to pick one at random mm -hmm. and try and read its thoughts. All right. Also, hype train level two. Thank you, everyone. It's going to roll a wisdom saving throw. And I'm just going to roll this as a flat d20 so you can see the result but not know the modifier. What's the DC on your, on your spells? 16. 16. That's right. You guys are very high level. Well, relatively. Uh, okay. And what do you learn from this? Focus, uh, I believe I only learn its surface thought. Oh no, I can't. No, I read its. Yes. Uh... It's reasoning, its emotional state, and something that looms large oh in my its mind. God, its reasoning is. This is going to be fun. Its emotional state is nearly giddy, with a little hint of getting caught. And something that looms large in its mind is you. Oh. Oh, fucking bollocks. The in the immediate thing that goes through Alan's mind is this is some kind of this is some kind of ambush. This the, the, there are invisible creatures in my room thinking of me and they're worried about getting caught. Uh, it doesn't the know that wedding. I'm leaving its mind. The fair wedding. Yeah, I suppose it could be, but the, but the, I mean do, do I, it, the giddy sense, is it a sense of like um giddy evil like they're taking pleasure in doing something cruel to somebody or is this like can i get like a feeling of like a harmless prank coming from it is there any way to discern between those um roll insight as you're sifting okay. through these surface thoughts i roll a 20 20 okay a um, dirty 20 it's it's almost manic in its level of enthusiasm and it doesn't involve tearing you limb from limb it does involve fucking with you though <laughs> okay fantastic um i am going to oh wait what does this do um no that that would be a oh my god that might be an amazing idea though <laughs> uh i am going to i'm gonna cast third level sleep mm -hmm. just in the middle of my room Just in the oh. just to try and affect all of these creatures because I believe okay. that I'm about to be attacked by four small but potentially harmful creatures. All right, so at a level three sleep, uh, why don't you click it in D and D Beyond and see if it procs by itself and asks you how many dice you want to roll and all that nonsense. And if not, we'll do it live. Uh, five D eight. All right, so you're gonna you roll. Can just and click roll... it on the on the panel to roll those. So you're actually gonna do nine D eight. <laughs> because Holy you're casting it at level shit. 3 it's 5d8 plus 2d8 per level so roll 9d8 yep okay <laughs> 9d8 <laughs> that's not very good for 9d8 but alright no, uh, it's, it's a little that's really actually bad. terrible what a tragic it's roll. a little bit tragic yeah. well, you, what, what is your max 72 out of curiosity would sleep even work if they're fey? That is literally what I'm looking up right now. And as luck would have it, I don't see anything in here that's like you'd think. Because fey reason... ancestry is the trait, right? right? <laughs> but... Yeah. But 
as it is, you cast a spell and two pixies appear in two of the corners and just <laughs> and start snoring loudly. Okay. The thoughts that um, you you were detecting, they go from to like record scratch. All right. Is there any uh, counteraction from them before I can take another action? Yes. They cast sleep. <laughs> the little bastard. <laughs> I, I actually can't be put to sleep. I have ancestry, so weird. <laughs> I can't be put to sleep. All right, two, like, you get two different sleep spells wash over you, and the human half of you is like, you know, it's been a long day. I can afford to take. And the rest of you is like, nah. They both hit you with sleep spells and nothing happens, and they stay invisible. Okay. Right, um, what do you do? What do I do? Well, after seeing that it worked previously, I'm going to cast sleep again <laughs> at the third level. Okay, um, roll it. So here we go. 98. 42 this time. <laughs> there, there are now four pixies just uh, excuse me i just looked up pixies and pixies have fey ancestry the rate so weirdly enough Ooh. the playable pixie race i think has it but the pixie monster i don't see it uh, i was looking at the race which is super weird okay, my bad oh we have dodged on a technicality here i yeah. love it like <laughs> It doesn't say. It doesn't say anywhere in here. There are now four pixies just, like, snoozing, you know, snot bubbles <laughs> and everything. Okay. Um, God, I don't know what to do with these motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> I have one minute. Gotta... To be, I have less than a minute to be able to decide what to do with these you got, things. You got any glass jars full of... Um, I've got, I've got, a, I've got a vial of stuff. You know those uh, stoppered bottles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I'm not sure this is going to be able to hold a pixie. Through <laughs> no idea. Um, they are uh, barely a foot tall each. They're a foot tall. Yeah, they're not Tinkerbell. Wow. They are Mate. so much taller than I thought they would be. Fucking shove them in Put the bag. Put them in the bag of the holding bag. <laughs> no, because then, oh my like, God, you're going to blow up the universe, dude. Zip them up. Don't do that. <laughs> do you know what? I really feel like he would just panic and shove them in a bag of holding because he already did it with the snake and it was fine. Oh, no. But my, but my brain says that's such a bad idea. Like, I would be pissing some god off somewhere, surely. Um, What would Alan do? What would I mean? Alan is quite an evil little bastard. He, if they, if he thought they were fucking with him, he's gonna put. God, he is actually just an absolute cunt. I'll tell you what Alan would do. He would put three of them in the bag of holding and torture the final one to interrogate it to figure out what was. What the Jesus Christ! So, so what the fuck? Uh, would he or would he just throw the three away? No, because so I mean, much for our wedding invitation that you tore up. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna torture one of them bro you're gonna fucking waterboard him no, I, I don't know i don't mean torture i mean like interrogate it you know like <laughs> oh my you God. Water the thing is he... like here's the thing the way that alan's got to this point in his life is that he never leaves loose ends hanging around so that's why he was killing everyone like a murder hobo at the beginning of our of our campaign like anyone that could go back and like sprag on him you know he was 
So now he's doubly worried because he's got a big plot in place that he's worried these pixies have been spying on him and they're going to fuck his shit up just because they're just because they're annoying, you know, just to piss him off. So yeah, three of them go in the back of a holding. Okay. And one of them, what's my effective, I think it's detect thoughts that's effective as interrogation. Yeah, it is. Because like, as long as you can restrain them, you can, in, you can use inception to be like, don't think about a, you know, a purple elephant. And then they're going to think about it. So if you're like, hey, what's your computer password? I'll never tell you. And they think of their computer password and you just yeah. get it out of their so brain. So I, I'm gonna um I'm gonna tie this pixie up while it's asleep. Okay. Tie it to a chair. Mm-hmm. Um with some if I don't have rope, then with some clothing. Okay. And uh I'm gonna cast detect thoughts on it again. Okay. As as it comes out of its sleepiness, because I've had to do this in one minute. Okay. Alright. You, God, you get, that's such a bad idea. You you get some like bizarre flashes of of, of sparkling glades in eternal autumn as it as it comes to and, and looks around and notices that it's caught uh i'm going to uh use my action to probe deeper into its mind okay um so it gets a wisdom save all right got a five it is <laughs> annoyed that it's been caught worried about the others and trying to figure out, like, this is not how today was supposed to go at all. What do I do with this stinky, human-ish person? Okay, I'm going to um, speak to it in Elvish mm-hmm. and say, uh, what the, what do you want with me? Why were you here? <laughs> that's Can you, I that's tell what you it... sound like. <laughs> Is that what it's thinking or doing? That's what it's saying out loud. Okay, in Elvish? Is it talking back to me in Elvish or just common? <laughs> uh, it is speaking in Sylvan. Do you speak Sylvan? No, I only speak All common right. in Elvish. And common. <laughs> it sounds like Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there any thought that I can understand? Presumably your thoughts are not in a certain language? I, I don't know. Like thoughts are more consult the spell description. Uh I don't know, it just says uh nothing about being language uh specific. No, it just says yeah. All right. You see it see their thoughts. It it's pretty much just like looking around, figuring out how it's gonna get out of this and wondering where its its uh friends are. Um what what were you intending to do to me? And in its head, you see a picture of you, a toad wearing your clothes. You see a picture of spooky lights floating around your room and you cowering in fear and wetting yourself. Mitch you is s- just a cat butt. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Do not gaze into the eyes of the idol. Um, <laughs> Such an exhibitionist. <laughs> you see your, your bed sheets like floating into the air and then dripping down on top of you and tangling you around and you flailing around in terror because you're big and dumb. Okay. Uh, at this point, I'm going to keep probing for any um, actual uh, like acts of violence. I'm going to keep trying to press them, press the pixie and 
try and trigger thoughts of of what they were planning to do. And if none of them seem violent, I'm going to open the bag of holding and get the pixie, the other pixies out. It very much seems like they were just planning on fucking with you. Okay, well then I'm going to pull the other pixies out of the bag of holding. You open the bag of holding, and they don't emerge. <laughs> can, I, this, can I this, fish in? Yes, the snake coils around your arm, licking its tongue in the air, and there's little sparkles around its mouth. Snake! <laughs> snake, what the fuck did you do? Oh, I already knew what pixies taste like. <laughs> but a reminder is good. <laughs> oh my fucking god. <laughs> <laughs> Does the pig... Does the pixie have any reaction to this? The the live pixie? <laughs> that for a okay. little while. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm I'm now going to probe it to try and figure out who sent it there as well. Who sent it to you? Who uh, who sent you to me? Who's who's uh dime are you on, kiddo? <laughs> <laughs> um Mixed in with just images of, oh my god, my friends have been eaten by a snake! Uh, are, are bay lords dressed in impossible finery, gowns made of autumn leaves, and, and wearing a waterfall as a cloak. Just this whole court cavorting and, and messing with each other and having affairs and getting angry and no particular master. But they are arrayed in br the bright sort of colors of um i don't want to say dawn because dawn has its own thing they are of the seely court magic. of fey dawn magic yeah the seely court is, of fey is the seely court the people that we ran into and were after the wedding and stuff as well yes that was the i thought that was the unseen no we got so invited to something from the unseely court the invitation was from the unseely court but the people who you met in the last adventure those were seely fey uh... And now Alan's really torn because he's trying to figure out whether it's whether he can get away with things by releasing the pixie and having the pixie blame it on a snake or whether he should just let the snake eat the last pixie and just claim that he never met them anyway. Listen, Alan. What the hell do you want apart from another pixie? <laughs> the wings. Dust of disappearance dried and crumbled. Useful. Invisibility. Really? You are so evil. Ah. Oh, no. Well, they did try and spy on oh, uh, Well, how do I... Hmm. Very well, you... You may have this pixie, but leave the wings. Yes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna proffer the snake towards the pixie who's <laughs> just okay. al alive, tied up. Roll a sleight of hand check to see how good the the knots that you tied were. Twenty three. Oh my god, this poor thing. <laughs> <laughs> he fragged the pixie. Yeah, oh well. Jesus. Okay. Uh. As the snake descends, it wriggles and shakes and turns invisible and almost <laughs> unties it. And the snake coils around it. 
Oh my God. And meanwhile, so over at Aaron Vol, he was very busy doing something far less graphic. <laughs> what were you doing before this? <laughs> I went to Latry to present the sword. Yes. That's what I wanted to do. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Latry, you mentioned last time I asked you about this sword. You said that it could be awakened by some happening, um, you know, some valorous undertaking. Now, you. You know, I, I sat by your pond, your, your very your special pool of uh, moonlight and, and all that jazz. And this is what I show her the blade. And I said, is this what is intended to happen? She picks up the sword, <clears throat> sort of listens to it, swings it through the air, and it leaves these wispy trails of smoke behind it. And after, you know, she does a couple of training passes, she hands it back to you and says, this sword has tasted the smoke dragon's blood, and now it rings within it. I think it likes you. But it's taken on some of the, yeah, it's taken on some of the dragon's qualities. I see. What do you know about these qualities? How do I, like, how do I evaluate what this, how do I know this sword isn't going to kill me? I mean. What if, how do I know it's not going to fill my room with smoke while I sleep? Um, you don't. But I believe Nalri could help us. Okay, if I bring her in? Sure. All right. Uh, they'll go ahead and bring in Nalri the Cantor, and she sings a low song and words of power over it and crumbles a, a, a gemstone along the blade. Little wisps and sparks come up, and she inhales them and looks into it, and she'll hand it back to you. Did you smoke my sword, bitch? <laughs> only a little. Only a little. You know, puff, puff, give. Here you go. Uh, 420 blades it. <laughs> <laughs> chat over oh um <clears throat> so the sword aside from being a plus one sword it has inhaled the smoke of the dragon and it has the following properties it is poison warded as long as you have this sword by your side you have advantage on saving throws to avoid being poisoned so if something okay. would inflict the poisoned condition you get advantage on the save it also has the shadowed property Meaning that whenever you have this blade drawn and you're in cover of any kind, the quality of that cover will be increased by one step. So if you're in half cover, it'll count as three quarters cover, so on and so forth. Gotcha. Cool. All right. Well, that's all I wanted to know. Pog. And a, a sword like this, as you continue to perform valiant deeds, you may awaken further abilities. Oh, Fuck yeah, dude! Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Is there saying that out loud? Yeah, yeah, probably. To be honest, yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much. I don't know why you get crushed crystals. I mean, maybe they're really expensive somewhere, but that's cool. I'm feeling a little bit high from the fumes, so I'm gonna I'm gonna step outside. Hey, come party with the artists if you want to get my, high. I mean, with my dank blade, <laughs> the blade of dankness. All right, uh, Alan. The snake now considerably, you know, it's got one of those lumps, three, four little lumps in the snake as it slithers back in, leaving only be- behind only the wings. Okay. Uh, I will take the wings and uh, crush them and put them in one of my stoppered bottles. All right. Uh, and put that in the bag of holding as well. All right. Add some pixie uh- dust. And I'm also going to try and question the snake a little bit more because I haven't really thought about this too much, Mm -hmm. but everything started getting weird as soon as the snake arrived. (laughs) 
So, so I'm gonna, um, uh, Snake. Did you ever give us a name? The the knower of all things. Yes. It nods. You know Anacris. Uh, wait. Sorry. What's his name again? Anacris. Is that right? Anacronus. Anacronus. Yep. I knew that I'd missed a syllable there. You know Anacronus. I have knowledge of all things. Old D one hundred. Well, why were the why were these pixies after me then? It is their nature. Hmm. And should I expect retaliation for you gobbling them up? Who knows what happened? Quite. Why do you like pixies anyway? You haven't needed to breathe or eat or anything since then. So, since I put you in this bag. That is my knowledge. Hmm. What what part do you have to play in all of this? What game are you working with here? Why are you content to be inside a bag of holding as I ferry you around the world? Tell me your aims, and I may share mine. Hmm. <clears throat> My aim is to figure out what an accurate... An, 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 <laughs> My aim is to figure out one of the lesser known infernals. My aim is to figure out what Anachronous is after, and whether it aligns with my own desires. I wish to see the uh, the Book of Dawn and see if it can be used for my own means. Yes. I too wish to see the book. Hmm. For what purpose? Knowledge. Don't you already know everything? How do you think I got to know everything? Many books of dawn out there, are there? There is yeah, only an, one. An avid book bookworm. Dawn. That's what you are, <laughs> not a snake, you're a bookworm. <laughs> the book can be used to write things that are new and unknown by any. Hmm. What you write within it can become true. It sounds like this book would be very useful for certain people. Yes. With certain goals. And why why would I trust you? Why don't I uh why don't I drop you off at the nearest snake farm that we find along the way? Because you think I am useful. Hmm, quite. As long as you keep your mouth shut and don't tell anybody that you snacked on some pixies today. How long does it take for you to digest those things anyway? Like you're all lumpy and plumpy. The snake stretches and just smooths out immediately. <laughs> My god, your metabolism is high. <laughs> ah, okay. Well, we, we will discuss this at a later date, Snake. I'm going to shove it back in the bag of holding and try right. and erase all 
evidence that there was ever a kerfuffle. I'm trying to sweep up pixie dust, get it, get it out of there, get it into the bag of holding, mm-hmm. take the uh, take whatever I used to tie up the uh, the pixies and redistribute it around my room where it came from. Trying all to right. erase all evidence. All right. Any other business for the party to attend to before we arrive at the Siolak? Yes. I would go to bed. Sleep. Thoras, before bed, is going to tie a harness around himself. Okay. He's going to take his rope to tie a harness around each of his limbs. And then test it out. Seems to work pretty well. Hopefully. <laughs> it's like, uh, imagine like um, like a rope harness that they attach to rock climbers. Oh, yeah, instead, yeah, yeah. Of the, instead of the rope being attached to a rock face, he's attaching the rope to the um, the the lightning spear. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's attached to the lightning spear. And that's his prep work. <laughs> and then he's will sleep. Yeah. All right. The party, as the party goes to bed, rain falls over the village where this journey began long ago. And over the Siolach, far below the mortal world. I named that point. Find it here. The sun rises, and at the first light of dawn, the... Elves and the Arakokra send for you, making sure that you're awake, that you've got food, that you're ready to go. They've got the eagles prepared for you. And Leetri is clearly very protective, very reluctant to take care, to allow you on their prized war companions. Karamir, that was the village, the village of Karamir, whose knight you killed, I believe, at the Battle of the Bridge. Nah, and- probably not. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he totally escaped and survived, wink. Um, Yeah, nobody's seen him for some time. Uh, So it's bright and early. They're ready to open the the hidden passage through the clouds. Each of you has an eagle. Alika's just bouncing on her heels, ready to go. Any questions or preparation before you descend? Not from me, no. Elijah has the... uh... Immovable rod firmly strapped to her back where she intends not to use it. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm just, I kind of forgot that we were riding eagles, so I'm just trying my best. <laughs> Aaron, anything? No, nothing right. for me. Okay. I need everyone in the party to roll a wisdom saving throw. That doesn't sound good. Oh, God, oh, God damn. Are you kidding? My modifier is a plus seven on wisdom. Wow, <laughs> and I got a nine. Super unlucky. Uh, Aaron, wisdom save when you're ready. Yeah, just one sec. I roll oh. 20 blows. Bring back up. Mm, gotcha. All right. Wisdom save throw. Followed by... Oh, very nice. Followed by uh, handle animal checks. 
from all involved. Nice. Oh, Forrest killing it. Not bad, actually. I did well. Ooh. What the? F- I'm 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 feeling like a little bit shaken after yesterday's episode, <laughs> so I'm not as confident as I'd normally be yep. around you, the animals. Yeah, your your eagle doesn't really like you very much. Uh, <laughs> it sort of pecks at you and screeches and allows you to, but all you're able really to do is just cling to its back, uh, and you drop out of the bottom of the cloud and you see the entire Siolok and the Northern Kingdoms arrayed before you and there's rain falling so you're in the middle of a not a rainstorm but you know light rain and it is bitter cold when you emerge and as you as you fly below the cloud the cloud actually appears to shrink and change as you pass between the border between the mortal world and the sky kingdom and you you breathe the air of that realm once again and the stinging rain is in your face and you are impossibly high up your stomach drops out as eagles whirl down towards the lake. And as you do, Alan, the whole experience is not doing well for uh, you or for... Wilson. It was Aisha. Okay. But Alan's the only one who sort of starts... As you hold on. And as you um, descend towards the wait, lake... I think Alan rolled fine and Aaron rolled poorly. No, yeah, I think this is the wisdom and as you descend towards waters of the of the Siolok, which are being slightly there's ripples of rain all the way across and a slight wind, little waves, you hiccup, a single fish drops out of your mouth onto the back of the eagle and is lost <laughs> into the sky. Oh come on! Oh what? <laughs> oh no, not again. I get a very very bad hey, feeling in my mind. As it flies off in the. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a snail just, yeah, ma! Hey, I'm just going to cling on. I mean, okay. we're, we're committed to this, but I've got a very bad feeling. Okay. You are soaring down, and you can see the village of Caramere on the shore. Uh, much as you saw it last, though, through a, a haze of rain. And you see the water of the Siolok stretching out before you. What will you do? Ah, uh, Care Bear Village. Uh, yes, Care Bear uh, Village. Uh, before we land, I am going to attempt to cast uh, alt. Uh, no, I'm going to use my hat of disguise mm-hmm. in order to disguise myself as a. A, a human, but with very, very different um, facial properties to myself. Okay. So, like, uh, just a pure human, no half-elf shenanigans, and I'm just going to try and look as basic as possible. Just a little farmer. Right. And I'm going to try and direct the the eagle to land as far away from the town as possible. Okay. So, are the lot of you landing outside of the town? Yeah, I, yeah, I don't if, think if, landing if, in town is a good idea. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I can't really control this eagle, but I would try and follow <laughs> Alan if he's gonna if he's gonna be the first to choose a landing spot. Well, let's see who rolled well. Alan rolled well, and Thoras rolled well. So the two of you can choose landing spots. Alan is trying to pick a far away from the village spot. What's Thoras yeah, somewhere doing? on the coast, but far away mm-hmm. from the town. Uh, Thoras. What would Thoras do? 
Thoris would probably follow Alan. Okay. You land outside the town, some way down the shore. You're not sure if anyone spotted you. The eagles have just an immense wingspan. And you you stand in the rain, some of you sort of wobbly as you walk off. And you're standing by the water. I threw up another fucking fish. What? Yeah, he throws up a fish. I, what, I do it again? Yeah. Didn't we find a way to stop this last time we were here? Oh, I can't remember what it Wasn't was. Wasn't it a message from Siva last time? <laughs> Alan. I believe so. Do you not know that you are supposed to chew food before you consume? Ha 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 ha. Hey, Lasha, why don't you try talking to it? I don't need to do that again. <laughs> it's all right. Just a thought. I, th- I think it means that Siva knows we've arrived. Well, then, and that's great. We don't have to find her. Why don't we just walk, go to the water's edge here, wait for her to turn up, drop the cash, and get her fuck out. Well, there, there are a few things to do before we handle that. Like what? Well, for starters, we have roughly... I, am I right in saying that we have roughly like 10 times as much money as we need? Yes. How, what, what is the times? What is the multiplier here? Now, we have inordinately more money than we need to give. And if you think that she's going to allow us to just escape without paying everything, you're crazy. We should hide half of it away here and give her only that which we owe. Well, sure, that makes sense. Or will she know it's on your person if you have it? Maybe we just get a separate bag, put the money we owe her in that bag. Good idea. Then- yeah. Do you have a bag? Well, you can trust what about Laura. what about this? And I'll use my cantrip mold earth to just move a huge portion of earth. We can bury it here and come back for it. That works. But, Very well. I can mark it with some flowers. And I produce some seeds from my pocket that I can grow with a cantrip. Okay. Uh, does that, Do any of you have a bag that we can put these thousand gold pieces into? I have a into? backpack, yes. I, I would... Ha, hmm. Perhaps we should put 2,000 gold pieces in so that we have some negotiation room. Interest can be high with dragons. 2, I thought we only owed the 1,000 gold. Have you ever borrowed from a bank before? No, I, I don't really use money. Well, loan sharks are bad enough. Loan water dragons, I imagine, are even worse. Sharks use money? Is there any mention of, money? Oh, I, there I any mention of interest? There was no mention of interest, but we also didn't sign a contract, and I fear that a dragon will exact whatever money they desire. Then maybe we should just bring the 1,000 pieces so that we can use the extra 1,000 to do some good for the neighboring village that she's destroyed. Or destroying. Very well. Very well. Give me this potion here. This It's labeled Frost Dry and Strength. Give me this. I'm going to hand out the, the two potions to Alan uh, to Aaron. You might as well take the other one as well. Aaron, if you could add those to your inventory, I will remove them from the bag of holding. Okay. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to grab the uh, 20 plus one arrows as well. Add those to your inventory because they're gone from the bag. Uh, the bag also has a snake and a crushed vial I'll of uh, take the bone statue out of the throne well. and the amethyst gemstones. All right. Wait, 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 wait. Why are you taking why, why are you taking things of wealth? Oh, we can put the gemstones back in there. I just I was going to try and commission a jewel encrusted bowl for the future so I could make us feasts in the morning. That would be 
party. It'll Alan be a while before like, we get there. Don't worry. Alan doesn't like the idea that this wealth is starting to be redistributed, but he's going <laughs> to go along with it because the others, uh, you know, went along with Alan his plan. Bezos. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ooh. so I'm going to I'm going to give a thousand gold pieces to uh, to Aaron, and I'll give uh, the the bone statuette and the gemstones to Lysha as well. By the ocean. Do I buy the ocean? Yo, I'm here in Waterstone. And then once we've taken once we've taken those things, I'm going to bury the rest in that pile of earth that uh You're giving me the 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 one thousand that we want to give to Ziva, right? Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so I'm gonna remove a thousand gold from the bag as well. Okay. Done. Um I will actually bury the amethyst gemstones. I don't want to carry them with me, but I'll bury them separate from... Okay. Then you, I need you to track that those seven gemstones. Anything else? Uh, I took the statue, the bone statuette as well. I okay. Think. Write those down for me because they are no longer being recorded by your dungeon master. All right. I, I think I actually... A little bit more... As with any negotiation, I believe we must have a plan for if things and uh, terms are not reached. Why do you think I grabbed this vial of potion, my friend? Vial of thorax. Or vial of. <laughs> what it is? Yes. yes thorax now. Now, Thoras, please let us negotiate before you hit the dragon. Thoras is no fool. Mm. Um... Thoras. <laughs> Thoras is no fool. (laughs) Well, Thoras, he understands the limits of his own life as he weighs up his lightning spear attached to his body. And if if anyone from the town should approach us, they may recognize all of you. But myself and Thoras can try and placate them for a while. They they won't recognize us. They will recognize Thoras. Oh, for fuck's sake, Thoras. Well, oh, I shall do it then. I shall do it. Thoras's legend spreads far. Okay, well, Out. if people from the town approach, I'll deal with them. Beyond the shore, an eerie green light ripples up from the deep. Slowly, well, fairly rapidly. It starts off in the west, under the water. And it approaches the, the shore underwater. It is large. It is vast. It is not dragon shaped. I'm going to back off behind Eren and Thoras. Thoras <laughs> is going to back off behind Alan. Uh, the two of them are, are recursively backing off behind each other. What are Lysha and Aaron doing? Alika's just staring out into the water like, Ooh, what's that? I am going to draw my weapon. I'm okay, going to cool. grab Alika's hand and put her behind me. Okay. A shape. An eerie, opalescent green spectral form takes on substance as it draws close. Moving at a terrible speed, until you see the prow of a tattered, ghostly vessel rise up from beneath the waves, cresting upon. Immediately cast 
control water. Can you just wipe the DM to like talk to Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> oh, you cast control water. What happens? What do you do? I would like to cast control water and create a whirlpool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, these negotiations going great. <laughs> <laughs> going great. No, I just saw it's not Siva and it's Gilbert. And Gilbert's the one who charmed us in the first place. And I'm not dealing I with this nonsense. Well, Thoros doesn't know who Gilbert is, but just, Thoros just saw a ship. Yeah, but the last time I saw one of these things, it was bad news. And all of my compatriots went down and I was the only person standing. And it was barely. And everyone ended up charmed by a freaking dragon. There's a whirlpool on the boat. Okay. The prow uh, rises up. As the water begins to spin around in a circle, and it, you see shapes clinging to it, just sloughing off water. They are great. They are corpses. They're covered in seaweed. Their faces are partially rotted. And there's two huge ghostly ballista on the ship as it continues to rise, spinning in a circle. The creatures. Uh, in this 50 foot square that is 25 feet deep need to make a DC 15 strength saving throw. Okay, give me a sec. I gotta make like 20 saving throws. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> Where are these fuckers? So this oh, thing is a giant ship with a bunch of things clinging onto it. Yeah, it's got a crew. Rising out of the ocean. And it does we just see a crew, a skeleton crew? Yeah, it's a ghost ship rising, and the crew seem to be waterlogged corpses. <clears throat> oh, lovely. You oh. said it's a strength saving throw? You know what? Uh, yes, it's uh, a strength save. Let me let me just give you guys a bit. Give me one second. Do I have a beach? Do I have a shore that I could... Thoros will there? only just now start getting out his axe. Okay. <laughs> He's just like... Oh. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This will do. It won't. It won't be pretty, but we'll make it work. <laughs> How is this? It can't be Gilbert. How did this happen to us? <laughs> we made Could never have foreseen the scenario. How could this have happened? This is actually returning back to sea. Trying to fucking bring the fuck on this ship, even not a word has been spoken. (laughs) It's funny because you're so benevolent normally. It's just on site. Opening up the ocean. It's a ghost. It's not an animal or anything alive or natural. Ergo, it is evil. Last time I saw a ship like this, all of my compatriots ended up charmed by a dragon. Well, yes. That's true. I'll be with you in just a moment. And also, all of you were knocked the fuck out, so you didn't know what happened. Well, I mean... That's true. That's, assuming you didn't say anything to us. Well, she definitely way. told you, but she was awake and has this PTSD that maybe that's why she was more trigger-happy. <laughs> she was like, oh, we're gonna talk to a dragon. Holy shit, a ghost ship! <laughs> Right. Boom. Ah! Oh, wow. There it is. That is... God, oh, that's enormous. 
Um. Uh, so the whirlpool is uh, 50 feet square. Would the ship fit inside that? That's also pretty enormous. Uh, 50 foot from side to side? 50 feet square and 25 feet deep. The ship is 125 feet long, but only 40 feet wide. So if, if we splat this bad boy right in the middle, it would get... It's it's big enough to slow the ship and to make it shift from side to side, but the ship is so large, it's actually beyond it. What okay, but any of the in? people that... Like, I was trying to cast it kind of as we saw this coming up from mm-hmm. underneath, right? So any of the people that were still underwater would have to make the saves that were yeah. in that square. Not Correct. if they were, like, you know, on the back end, probably, but... Let me just get rid of Eva real quick. I was gonna say... <laughs> we don't... That's that's one problem we don't have to deal with just yet. Okay, let me just roll, like, 50 saving throws. <laughs> <laughs> it's only it's only 20. It's only 20. Oh, uh, God, that's monstrous. 20, 4, 5, 6, 7, I didn't eight, sign up to fight 10, 20 uh, motherfuckers. God damn. 13, 14, 15. Okay, so what's the DC on your save? 15? Uh, six, wait, let me double check. I think 15. Uh, strength 15, yep. Okay, so they have to roll 14 or higher, so 14, 15, 16, 18, 19, 20. That's 45% it, yeah. of them would make their save and the rest would fail. So about half of the, the zombies on board, two of them just go completely overboard and start sinking to the bottom of the sea. Many of the rest of them are disrupted and just sort of cast about, not um, prone. Go ahead. Not to be terrible, but according to the descriptor in the spell, and you can negate this, mm-hmm. um, if they failed as they were underwater, they would be caught in the vortex. Oh, yeah, have a couple more zombies then. Sorry. Jeez. So, so what? You you killed like half the zombies, straight? Well, away. they're just stuck in the vortex. It doesn't necessarily kill them immediately. They don't need to breathe. Right. Um, so it's two d eight bludgeoning damage that they would take. Honestly, immediately. they're out of the fight. They can't swim. Okay. They uh, they're not killed, but they're washed to the bottom of the seal lock, and they will trouble you no further. So the ones still on board that save take half damage, so half two d eight. All right, roll two d eight. I did when I cast it, so it was ten bludgeoning. And so they take five. So All they right. take five. All right, so you just on-site the ghost ship. What do the rest of you do? <laughs> a stare at her Just chilling. Just saying, Thoros has never just heard like, this ah. negotiation tactic. Very what interesting. The hell? Uh, Aaron is going to jump on his eagle. And she's like, not again! Uh, yeah. I mean, if, if Aaron jumps onto his eagle, I'm going to run after Aaron shouting, the money! The money! <laughs> you may move yourself towards an eagle. I'm going towards an eagle. <laughs> I'm going towards my eagle. I can't even see the eagles. They're so far away. There they are. All right, so, so where you did you just... move to, Aaron? I'm uh, running after, yeah, I'm running after Aaron, shouting for the, uh, for the money. money. Okay. Lysha, what are you doing? I am, uh, focused on this storm and concentrating and trying to just keep the whirlpool going for the moment. I know I can cast other spells and stuff, mm-hmm. but I'm going to say she's kind of preoccupied. All right. Alika stands with Kinda you. Kind of like, not again, you... Isn't that the bloke who blew out of the sky on a flying ship and... 
Did us all have rather a bad day? (laughs) (laughs) And from the helm, a figure streaming ectoplasm, missing both of his eyes, just sucking, rotting sockets, disheveled, battered, and incorporeal. He screams across the open water, Oh, so it's going to be like that, is it? Well then, (laughs) lads, let them have it!